0: Amen. Well, I say good morning uh, once again. It's good to be back in God's house. It's Amen. good to be here at Old Savannah. It's been a few years. I, I can't count them up. Uh, so some are familiar faces, some are new faces. And uh, I can promise you this, that, that we'll get into God's Word uh, and we'll all just worship together. Amen? Amen? Amen. I appreciate the good spirit here this morning. I appreciate even in the life group hour, I I was explaining, he, he started dancing around my sermon, and then even in the choir hour, we began dancing around the sermon, and we kind of closed up with, I want to do your blessed will, and, and we're going to look at that a little bit this morning, but again, it's a privilege, it's an honor to be here with you, and if you have your Bibles, Word of God with you this morning, I'll ask you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 9, book of Acts chapter 9. I understand there's uh, food this afternoon, amen, a meal, and <laughs> you know when you're in a good Baptist church is when there's food, and so I tell you what, given the, I'm not a, I don't wear a watch, but I, I'm not, I'm not given to time very much, but, but how about this, we'll dive into God's word this morning, and then this evening we'll dive into some fellowship, and you can ask me all those questions about my children and my wife, how about that, it's <laughs> a. So, you know, I found this when I go into churches, not everybody wants to know about me. Amen. I want to tell them I got saved, you know, in 2000, I called to preach in 2002, and, and, uh, and ordained in 2004, and they're like, no, 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 tell me about your wife and your kids. And I said, all right, <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about all of them later today, amen, but uh, book of Acts chapter 9, if you found your places, I'm going to ask you to stand in reverence to the reading of God's word, I appreciate his holy word, we ought to. Show it, reverence, when we read it. Uh, We ought to give diligence uh, to reading it. We're going to read a lengthy passage, so you hang in here with me. Beginning in verse 1 of the book of Acts, chapter 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if they found any of this way, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Thou, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Verse 6, and trembling... And astonished, he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Saul rose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by his hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. Behold, for behold, he prayeth and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority uh, from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Verse 15, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on on this name? In Jerusalem and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests. Verse 22, But Saul increased more in strength, the more in strength, and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ stop our reading there. Let's pray. Father, again, we're thankful, we're privileged, and we're blessed to hold your word, to be, uh, to be able to read it aloud without fear of persecution today, Lord. And I pray that you add your blessings into the reading of your word. And, and Father, we know you're here. We pray that you continue to manifest yourself in just a mighty way. I pray that you'll speak to that one that might be afar off, uh, maybe that one that's lost this morning. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, that nothing Nothing be in the way of the the working of the Holy Spirit. Now, Father, we thank you, we'll praise you for all that's done. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I know that was a lengthy passage, but you've been sitting for a while, amen? Uh, Just getting that blood flowing again. Brother Danny said, I felt like we were at work on Monday morning. Amen. You're going to have to smile at me. There's one thing I don't do before I preach on Sundays is eat. And if I don't eat breakfast, I'm not hungry for lunch. And so I can go all afternoon, amen. Amen. There's a few smiles, amen. I I tell folks all the time, I'll say, look, we'll get through this thing. If you'll nod, if you'll smile and nod, just give me a, maybe you're not a vocal Christian, but you just give me a, a, yes, preacher, I got it. Then uh, then I'll move on. But if you sit there like a bump on a log, amen, I'm going to say conviction set in. I need to tarry a while. How about that? Amen. So. Now, having read such a lengthy passage of Scripture, I'm going to summarize some things really quick. Uh, we're going to look at the thought today, though, of Arise and Go. We heard, this, we heard this statement two times in our reading this morning in verses 6 and 11. Now, uh, when Saul seen Christ and bowed down and, and lost his sight and got saved, now, uh, Christ told him, Arise and Go. He said, Arise and Go. i got something for you, but you've got to Arise and Go. Uh, And then Ananias, when he got done arguing with the Lord, the Lord said, arise and go. Got something for you to do. Arise and go. Now, prerequisite to the message, I dare say this, that the church today needs to arise and go. Amen. Now, it's real easy to sit in here and sing about the blood. It's real easy to raise your hand amongst the brethren and praise Christ. It's a whole lot harder, amen, to get out there on the street corner, to get in the midst of family, to get at the workplace, to get wherever, the grocery store line, amen, and tell others about Jesus Christ. You know, the one that cut you off on the, on the freeway the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. The one that, you know, boy, I tell them a thing or two. Yeah, you, not, not Christ. You want to tell them something. Arise and go. The church, the church is not losing to legislation and lawyers and government. The church is losing to the fact that we will not arise and go. Amen. That's the truth. So we're going to look at a few things. Now look, in order order for the church to arise and go, there's a few things that need to happen. They have to happen. They must happen. And first and foremost, from our reading this morning, we find there's a need for salvation. Now, Now Saul was headed to Damascus, but he was headed there to persecute, to find things wrong and pick things apart, amen? There's a lot of people sitting on Baptist pews this morning and they didn't come for the right reason. They said, I'm going to go to church one more time and I'm going to find out why I'm not going to go again. And then they come looking for a reason. They come, they, boy, if they sing that song again, I ain't going. If so-and-so speaks up and says, I ain't going. Boy, t- if someone sits in my seat Amen. I got to looking around. I come out a life group, and I got and I seen Bibles everywhere. I thought, Oh Lord, where am I going to sit? It, usually in Baptist church, you got the first three pews all to yourself. But I uh, thought, Lord, where am I going to sit? And I finally just plopped down in the end and thought, Well, somebody gets upset, they'll get upset. But uh, but look, now it's it's the truth in the matter is that uh, there are lost people sitting on the church pew today. Amen, within an earshot of the gospel. So when the Lord appeared unto Saul, he, he, he fell down. Now remember here, and he fell to the earth, in verse 4, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And, and he said, who art thou? Saul didn't know who he was talking to. And so the Lord responded unto him. He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Hey, there are, those, there are some here this morning that it's hard for you to continue this life. Amen. It's hard to resist the gospel. It's hard to turn your back and say, you know what? I, I don't want assurance that I'll live in heaven. I, I don't want assurance that my sins are forgiven. It's hard to live that way. Amen. I haven't been saved so long that I forgot. I remember clear uh, in, in, in uh, the the end of, 1999, in the beginning of 2000, I was miserable. It was, it was hard to live under conviction. And people, that it's, it's hard to live under conviction. I mean, you're sitting here today and you say, it was hard for me to come to church today. It's hard to live under conviction, isn't it? You say, oh man, it's, it's hard for me to praise God. It's hard to live under conviction. Yeah. I, boy, I tell you, when I got saved, it wasn't hard for me to praise God. It wasn't hard for me to pick up the Bible and read. It wasn't hard for me to pray. It wasn't hard for me to fellowship. It wasn't hard for me to love on the brethren. Right. Yeah. It's hard for you to continue to resist the gospel. He said, now look. He said, why persecutors as me? He said, now I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the It's Hard for you. <clears throat> you're sitting here this morning. You're saying, you know, preacher, I just, man, it's tough to get up and come. It's not the church's fault. It's not another Christian's fault. Nope. <coughs> Amen. Amen. You need to take a good long look in the mirror. Amen. 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 All too often, we'll, we'll look all around and we'll say, well, it's the red carpet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the carpet's old. I don't know. Whatever it might be. He said you get new carpet on Tuesday, I guess. Well uh anyhow you can come up with any reason you want i don't like the plant beside the uh beside the pulpit you can come up with all the reasons you want but it will be hard for you to resist the gospel it will be hard for you to resist when we sing songs like this it will be hard for you to resist when when we have altars of prayer like this it's hard for you to resist why would you continue to resist So Saul didn't. Saul said, he said, who art thou? He said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecuted. Now there's a big gap there. And and I'm not saying scripture is full of errors, but there's a gap there. Because somewhere in that, in the next statement, Saul accepted Christ. Saul accepted Christ and he said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Look how much it changed in just a word. uh, they're, They're kneeling down. He said, who art thou? He said, I'm Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. And and after that, hey, uh, Saul accepted that he's Lord. Now listen to me. Just because you come in here and sing Lord, Lord, doesn't mean you've accepted that he's Lord of your life. And then Christ said, Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name done many wondrous works. We've healed people and we've done all these things. And he said, I will say unto them, Depart from me. I knew you not, you worker of iniquity. Just because you can come in and sing Jesus Loves Me doesn't mean you're one of His. And he said, And when He fell down, He said, Lord, who art thou? You wonder and you're wondering, what's this feeling, what's this voice, what's this pulling, what's this yearning in my life? That's the Lord. That's the Lord. You don't have to ask who art thou. You just need to accept that it's Him. Look, I want you to notice this, that Paul was, or Saul was with a, a few other men as they were traveling on Damascus Road. And it says that when he rose up, the Christ said, Arise and go into the city, uh, which was told thee, that, that what thou must do. And, and the men which journeyed, in verse 7, with him, stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Look, I want you to understand this this morning. As you say, You know what? Nobody else is going to the altar to get saved. You know what? If maybe if my brother across the way goes, or maybe if, if, if this person goes, then I'll go to the altar. Amen. Hey, no man can come unto the Father. No man can go unto the Father except the Father which has sent Jesus draw him. So look, this is very important. Amen? When, when, when Christ comes knocking on your door, it's important you answer Amen. Don't look for Christ to knock on your neighbor's door. When he's knocking on your door, it's time for you to get on your knees. And it's time for you to repent of your sins. And it's time for you to get saved. Amen. Amen. Now there's a multitude of men with him. They had their time. Amen. Hey, now the 2 Peter 3.10 says that God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So these men had their chance sometime or another. Amen. But this was Saul's time to get saved. They, they heard a voice, but they didn't understand what they heard. It was his time to get saved. Look, just because the Lord's not speaking to your neighbor doesn't mean he's not speaking to you. Amen? Hey, don't blame your neighbor. Don't blame the pew across the aisle when, when invitation time comes. Hey, don't say, well, if so and so will go. I've, I've heard this so much. I've heard people say, I used to sit there and think, if they'll get up and go, I'll go. Hey, we don't don't need a group salvation. This is an individual thing. Amen. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and when He draws you, you need to come. You need to come. In order to rise and go, we need salvation. I can promise you, if you ever try to do anything in this life, for the Lord, without the Lord, it will fail. It will fail. Been too many men stood in pulpits trying to be a witness that never were a witness. They never witnessed His amazing grace and they tried to stand up and witness about it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't be a witness until you've been a witness. Romans 2 and 9. Let me read this really quick. It's hard for a lost person. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doth evil. Of the Jew first and also the Gentile. It's hard to resist the gospel. Tribulation and anguish. You say, boy, I go to church, but just things won't straighten out. Amen. You go to church all you want. You need to get saved by the grace of God. Amen. You need to let him wash away your sins. Yeah. Hallelujah. We talked. To, we sang all these songs, and I, and I loved, uh, maybe it was the first song we sang. I'm not quite sure. Maybe the second. Hey, I might know Him and I might love Him, but that's not my bragging point, amen? My bragging point is that He knows me and that He loves me, amen? Hey, if you can't say that this morning, you need to get saved by the grace of God. You need to get saved. You need to uh, come submit your, your life unto Christ. Now, so not only is there a need for salvation, but there's a need for submission. And in order for the church to arise and go, well, they've got to be God-sent. They've got to be saved people. But they also, they've got to be submissive people. Now, Ananias, uh, after, after Saul had arose, and he went and he sat down for three days, fasting, I might add. It's a whole other whole message. Don't have time to get there. Very important. He was fasting, and, and the Lord spoke to him. The Lord spoke to him and said, Ananias is coming to open your eyes, to restore your sight. Uh, and so in the midst of this, uh, he was sitting there praying, the Lord went and spoke to Ananias, he said, I need you to get up, I need you to go place your hand on Saul's eyes and, and restore his sight, I need you to do that, and, and so Ananias started to argue with the Lord, that's not submission when you've got to debate with God about something, amen, when, when you've got to plead your case as to why you're right and God's wrong, that's not being submissive, and so Uh, Ananias, he answered, and he said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man. Listen, church. Listen, Christian. Oh, dear saint. You've heard a lot of things by a lot of men. But the one thing that will stand sure in your life is the word of God. Amen? Amen. You hear me? You hear me? Boy, when I I remember walking into the church at, at, at nearly 21 years of age, having gotten saved at 21, never really been in church before in my life, I kept hearing people say, well, the preacher said, well, the preacher said, well, the preacher said, and I thought, well, great. He said that, but what's the Bible say? What's, what's thus saith the word of God? And the word of God for Ananias was to get up and to go lay his hands on Saul's eyes. Amen. In order for us to get up and go, there's got to be some submission. There's got to be some submission. It can't be just from the preacher. It can't be just from the deacons. It can't be the, uh, the committees that make up the church. It can't be the youth. It can't be the, the young at heart. It's got to be everybody willing to be submissive to the will of the Lord. Amen. The thing I want you to notice about Ananias, it says here uh, that there was, in, in verse 10, a certain disciple at Dism- Damascus. That disciple is a learner. Amen. He's a learner. He's one that's committed to learning and growing uh, in the Lord. Amen. Now look, it's really sad in the church today. We have this, uh, we have this thing where we get saved, and then we go to our pew, and we never really grow beyond that. You know, uh, the Scripture says that the Lord appeared unto him in a vision. Now, vision is not a, a holographic image like we would think today. If you, if you study out the roots of those words, and for the sake of time, we're not going to go too deep into that this morning. If you study out the roots of those words, that, means, that meant an actual spiritual understanding or a communion with God. He, he had such a relationship with God that when God spoke, he heard it. Imagine that. It, it didn't take the preacher beating him over the head. <laughs> hey, folks, I love Christians. I, I love God's church. But I, I, shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to just say, come on. <laughs> and and uh, why, why God should be able to speak and you should be able to hear it. Amen? So Ananias, he came to Ananias. Now, he had to be submissive. (laughs) He he wasn't so submissive. He heard God, but he he really didn't want to submit. Listen to me. Just because you're saved by the grace of God doesn't give you right to sit there on the pew and resist what he has for your life. Amen. Amen? Amen. Church, if now more than ever, I see all these children running around this church Now more than ever, if we were going to submit, if we were going to show them what a sold-out life looks like, it's now. It's right now. They need to see it. They need to see parents that are submissive unto the Lord. They need to, hey, I don't want to get too much into all this stuff, but look, they need to see a parent that's willing to say, we're not going to watch the junk. They need to see a parent that's willing to say, no, God said we're not going to listen to that junk. Amen? Amen? They They need to see a parent that's willing to say, I don't care how bad we feel, we're going to church. Amen. 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 They need to see a parent that says, hey, we're going we're gonna to learn this word. We're going to learn it together. Amen. They need Amen. to see submissiveness. Society around you needs to see you submissive unto the Lord. Amen. Your testimony, it depends on it. We, we spoke of this this morning. People are watching you. They're watching everything about your life. And your submissiveness is, is part of it. I guarantee you, it doesn't look real good for somebody you say, well, come to church with us on Sunday. And you all the while sitting over here fighting everything God has for you to do in your life. They can see it. They can see it. The world's a lot more discerning than you think they are. Absolutely, they are a lot more discerning. Look, and now, we need to be submissive. We need to be submissive. Now, look, if Ananias had continued, continued to resist the Lord in this manner with Saul, now, God... Believe me, God doesn't need just you. He can use others. I'm not trying to be ugly, and I'm not trying to be mean. But God's work will go on with or without you. Why don't you just go ahead and get obedient and get in the middle of it? Amen. Amen. Hey, you're going to have to give an account one day. You know, we never talk about this. We don't, but you're going to stand before God and give an account. You say, but it's all under the blood. Absolutely. Your sin is under the blood. Hallelujah. When God views you, he views you spotless. But, but we'll stand when the books, plural, are open, those with all the works and all those idle thoughts, all those things. You're going to give an account one day. Amen. May it be an account of faithfulness. May it be an account of submission uh, that, that God could say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. There's a need for submission. Now look at the blessing by being submissive. Look at the blessing here by being submissive. Why he 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 resisted the Lord, but when he finally said, "Okay, I'll go," I'll go, he went and placed he went and placed his hands on on Saul's eyes and fell off his scale and scales, and and Saul received his sight, who we know now know as Paul, received his sight. Look, church, somebody's blessing, somebody's blessing may be hinging on your submissiveness. Amen. Somebody's blessing may be hinging on your submissiveness. Amen. We've got this thing that it's all about us in the church today. We've got this thought that, that, well, it's, it's just me. I'm not hurting anybody else. You're affecting everybody around you. And your willingness to be submissive under the will of the Lord is paramount. Amen. So there's a need for submission. And then finally, uh, let's get through this at the latter part of our reading. When, as we were reading in Paul uh, or Saul, increased in verse 22. Now he had went and taught and he confounded the Jews and they got all twisted up. You know, hey, it'll mess people up when you get saved. <laughs> Amen. It'll mess people up when you get saved. It'll be, uh, it'll be hey, I thought you were this way. Oh, no, the Lord delivered me from that. Amen. Amen. I remember, and, and uh, not, not bragging of being in the situation, but I stopped by right after I got saved. It was, it was just a couple months before my 21st birthday, and, and on my 21st birthday, a friend of mine was about to get married, and I stopped by to see him, and there they, they sat with, with, with the beer lined up and all the alcohol everywhere, and I, I shook his hand, and I said, I've got to be going. And they said, well, what happened? Have a drink with us. I said, no, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. It confounded them. Months later, some months later, I ran into that guy, and, and he began talking to me about church, and he asked me more about it. It'll confound people, amen? When you're living your testimony. you're living. Hey, amen, so, so look, there, there needs to be, hey, man, there ought to be that change. So he confounded them, and look in verse 22. Uh, so there needs to be salvation, submission. But in verse 22, we find, But Saul increased the more the more in strength and confounded the Jews that dwelled at Damascus, proving that this uh, is very Christ. Now look, the strength, we, we read a few verses prior to this that he took meat and drank, and he was strengthened in his body. But this strength that we're reading about in verse 22 here is a spiritual strengthening. Is a spiritual strengthening. Amen. Now, look, it's good. It's good. And the, the, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is to get saved. Amen. that's the most important decision that determines your fate for all of eternity. Amen. Amen. Now, look, it's very it's next. It's important uh, to be submissive. Absolutely paramount. He, he said that sacrifice or obedience is better than sacrifice. The Lord requires your obedience more than he requires sacrifice. Amen. Amen. But look at this, this strengthening. This is important for the church today. If, and I don't mean to be ugly, and I don't like cruelty from the pulpit. I don't like it at all. But if I could sum up what the church is today, that that falls under the umbrella of Christianity, if you ask me, what does it look like, or what is the condition of it, I would say that it's anemic and it's weak. And if someone asked me why, I would say, because it's not strengthened in the Word. It's not strengthened in the word. Amen. He's strengthened in verse 22. But Saul increased the more, the more in strength. Amen. It's sad. We, we get we get in our, our it's, it's wonderful that we see people come to the altar and get saved. And, and they kind of move for a little while. You know, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about. You see them and maybe they teach a Sunday school lesson or two. And then they kind of plateau for the next 30 years. Hey, God wants so much more for your life. God wants so much more for your life. He wants to use you in ways that you couldn't imagine. Amen. We, we all the time sit back and say, He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could think or ask. And absolutely quote that scripture, claim it, know that God will do it. But we always look at it in monetary values and other values. Hey, look, He can do exceeding abundantly above all that you could think or ask with your life he could Saul increased more and more now look So this was a guy that was putting Christians to death he was, he was destroying churches <clears throat> yeah. amen if, if someone would have stood back and said oh boy God's gonna use you in a mighty way and he's gonna he's gonna use you to author amen uh, through ministry of the Holy Spirit so many books and what the folks will read until God calls the church home I'm sure he would no <laughs> hey he's able He's able like, you say, I'm no, you say, I'm no David. I'm no David. You say, I'm no Daniel. You say, oh, I'm not Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego. I'm not, boy, I, I'm not a Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I'm not a Paul. I'm not a Timothy. I'm not a Titus. As long as you have that mindset, you will sit there. But that's not what God wanted for your life. And it's not how he wanted you to think. The only thing that limits you in working in this Christian life and, and, and growing spiritually is your willingness to get in the Word. Amen? Your willingness to get in the Word. The only thing that will ever limit this church from reaching souls and seeing more saved to stretching out. We were talking in Life Group about uh, who's, who's behind the back door of the church and who's to the side of the church that's not coming to church. Hey, the only thing that will ever limit this church's influence is your willingness to be strengthened by the Word of God. Yeah. Amen? So this morning, I'd close with this. I told you it wasn't going to be long, but we read this twice. Arise and go. Arise and go. Church, I would love to say, hey, Old Savannah, and and I believe it about you, they they arise and they go. Uh, They get up from their pew and they don't leave the worship here. They take it out there and they show others what a saved life looks like. Arise and go. In order to arise and go, you're going to have to be saved by the grace of God. Amen. You say, I want that commandment from the Lord. Are you saved? Amen. Have your sins been forgiven? Amen. You say, Well, I know I'm saved. I know it. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to heaven when I draw my last breath. Hallelujah. Are you submissive? And this is the tough one. This is the tough one. Say, are you submissive? You say, Well, if you can answer that one for me this morning, you can say, Yes, preacher, I'm submissive. Oh, boy, every day when my feet hit the floor, you've heard that one before, right? A Christian was praying, talking to God and said, Lord, I haven't I haven't talked bad about anybody today. I haven't gotten bad. I haven't gotten ugly and all this and that. But I'm about to get out of bed. Yeah, and I pray you'll help me. And, and uh, so uh, before your feet hit the floor, that you're willing, you're you're willing to say, Lord, whatever it is today that you're going to send my way. I'm going to be the submissive. I'm going to be that vessel that you need me to be. But beyond being submissive, one step farther Amen. is being strengthened. Amen. I, know, I know there's times when we get down in the Word of God and we get to, we get to parts that are tough. We get to parts that are really tough that are going to help us grow and that are going to strengthen us. And those are usually the times we kind of fold it over and we say, well, I like to talk about John 3.16. Hey, I love to talk about it too. Amen. But, but we're ordered the whole council, every bit of it, all 66 books, all 1,189 chapters, they're for you and me. Amen. They're for you and me. Let it strengthen your life. And now look, I know we have this statement. Well, preacher told me that God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. And uh, I think that's a cute statement. I think that's a cute statement, but what the Word of God says is study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. You say, that's only for a preacher. Absolutely not. Amen. We're not going to divide the Word of God up and send it to different people. That's for you too. And so where are you at today? Where are you at? As we stand for just a moment of invitation this morning, just a moment, where are you at today? Hey, my brother, would you mind that? Maybe as he plays through a, just a chorus or two, it doesn't matter, just, just something. Maybe with the heads bowed, eyes closed just for a moment this morning. I know we jumped right in, right into the scriptures, and I can tell you uh, there's nothing more important what we can do is get the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Church, I ask you today, I ask you individually, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed and reverently. I wonder maybe there'd be one that says, you know what, preacher, I've pushed against, and and, and life is hard because I haven't accepted Christ as my Savior. I wonder if you'd be honest enough to say, that's me this morning. That is me, 100%. I have pushed and pushed and rejected. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I wonder if you would be honest enough with yourself not with me, with yourself to say, I need to be saved by the grace of God. I wonder if you'd slide your hand up. I want you to pray for me this morning. Would you slide that hand up? See All over the house. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I wonder now if maybe one would say, no preacher, I, I'm struggling with submission. I don't want to see your hand. I don't want to see you move right into this altar this morning. You say, I, I have just struggled with being submissive. God, God's calling me to do some things. God wants to use my life. And I'm struggling with it this morning. Would you meet me here in this altar? Well, I tell you what, we'll just go ahead and commit before we leave here today that we'll allow God to use us in whatever capacity that He would desire. I remember as a young man just answered my call to preach, I looked across the table at a man and said, I'm afraid of what I'm going to lose by taking this step forward. Most, uh, More particularly, I had a young lady in mind. I call her my wife today. I said to that preacher, I said, she doesn't want to marry a preacher. She wants to marry a deacon. I'm afraid what I'm going to lose by taking a step forward. There's many of you here today that say, Uh, By committing, I'm afraid of what I'm going to lose. It's amazing what you'll gain. It's amazing what you'll gain. Are you submissive this morning? Maybe some of you just need to know Him more. Maybe you need to be strengthened. You say, Preacher, I'm weak. Preacher, I'm having a tough time. Well, would you meet me here in the altar? Would you meet me here? We could pray about it. God wants you to be strengthened through His Word just as Paul was you can be strengthened more and more While I was reading I found a verse that struck me last night Amos eight eleven said behold the days come saith the Lord God that I will send a famine in the land not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water but of the hearing of the word of the Lord. Now that that statement was made before ten of the tribes were taken into captivity. That statement's going to hold true again soon. Take heed, church, and arise and go. Arise and go. Hey, there's no reason Jackson County should be turned upside down for Christ by this church rise and go. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you. Lord, we're privileged and blessed to hold your word in our hands. Father, we we pray that the Holy Spirit continue just to speak to our hearts, Lord. And and Father, uh, for those that that are questioning their salvation this morning, I pray that you continue to draw them. Lord, extend another day of mercy. And I pray, Father, for these that uh that, that are troubled with their submissiveness and, and lord we know uh that you just require us to uh to live for you so, father i pray today lord that you'll continue to speak to hearts and move and and lord i pray strengthen this church lord and every time they open the, the word uh, i pray that you would strengthen their uh their spirit lord that that when they stand in the midst of hardships and trials when they when they stand amongst the, the naysayers lord that they would be willing and ready to give an account for the hope that's in them. Father, we thank you for how good you are to us. How you loved us. Lord, in that precious blood, cleansed us from all of our sin. Thank you, in Jesus. name. Amen and amen.